0: Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with a reaction podcast to the new Dune trailer. Never really thought about doing uh, these until a few months ago. My buddy Chris said, if you're going to be one of these podcasting YouTube guys, you have to do reactions to things when they first come out and be topical. Okay. But normally when I see a movie trailer or I hear an announcement about something, I go, okay, that's great. And then I wait for it. It's not, You know, it's not that it's not exciting. It's the little things in life for me, and I like that. But also... You know, things have been quite different here in 2020, and there hasn't been that many bright things to look forward to. Not that it's been depressing or anything like that. It's just been like movies shut down, games have been postponed, certain things. You know, everything in life is taking a little bit longer to happen now because of this current situation, and I'm fine with that. I've got a Zen like attitude about it. But it also kind of makes me a little impervious to hype these days <laughs> because it's like, Maybe it'll come out in theaters or maybe it'll, you know, that kind of thing. A lot of maybes involved these days. But I'm sure this movie will come out. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you know how excited I am. So anyway, um, I like I said in an earlier podcast this week, if I'm not that excited about talking about something, I just don't talk about it. it. It's It's not that I'm trying to sugarcoat the podcasts I do or the talks I have. It's just that if it doesn't excite me, I don't get excited about it. I, you know, I can't fake excitement about something and and tell you all about it. And this this came up recently. I'm doing a new column for uh, some uh, something I will post in the next couple of days. It's be very soon. But uh, my partner in this does these really you know, great reviews of new songs. And I find it hard and from my point of view because, first of all, I haven't spent that much time with the songs. I've listened to them with my professional ears and feel they needed to be added to the radio station, but there's not always a story behind it more than this is an ad this week. You know, this is going in this week because it fits and because it's new and that kind of thing. Sometimes, like, when I did my draft for today, I talked about Simon Collins Phil Collins son's new song that we added on the Prague station and and, uh, and a new song from a band that hasn't put out anything for a while or Corey Taylor's first solo record, those kind of things. and that's basically my reviews stories about spotlighting a song, but reading his very verbose and very well written um reviews of songs. It's like, I I could never do that because there's just not that many I'm that excited about because, well, I I get hundreds of songs a week. I get like 20, 30 albums a week. It's, it's, you know, every once in a while there is one that I go, hey, you know, and I have to put it on the radio or do a podcast about it. So anyway, that was a, a, a little long babbling about why I don't do as many reaction podcasts or videos that other people do because I just, sometimes my reaction is, yeah, okay, that looks great. Or like, you know, I didn't do a reaction to Bill and Ted, but I really enjoyed the flick. It was exactly what it needed to be. I thought it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, but it was arguably better than the second Bill and Ted. And what more could you ask for from a sequel? So that brings us to Dune. I've discussed it before in podcasts. I've rewatched the the uh, David Lynch movie. Um, my history with Dune. Uh, when I was a kid and getting into reading, I read like Jules Verne, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and War of the Worlds from H.G. Wells and The Time Machine. And I read the classics and I and I moved up and I, it took me a while, but my parents gave me The Hobbit and The Complete Lord of the Rings. And it took me a while to get through them. They were a little more densely written and, and just a little more adult for me at the time, but I got through them. And, and so one of the books that came up on these lists of things you need to read was Dune. And this was before the movie and before we got cool artwork. It was weird book covers and just never really, you know, it wasn't part of the zeitgeist yet. But I was very young and I got through it and it and it stuck with me. So much so that when Star Wars came out, um, I saw some parallels in what Lucas, who had probably read <laughs> Dune, uh, was trying to do. And many times in my personal life I've said to people Dune is Star Wars for adults and I'm not putting down Star Wars because I'm a huge fan I'm just saying that anybody in the family can watch Star Wars and get something out of it from kids to to seniors Dune is a bit denser. It's a bit more on adult topics of cults and power and drug addiction, and you know, it's just a bit more adult in nature in this galaxy-spanning story that the first book tells and leads to the trilogy, and then leads on to the the further books that have been written by um, Frank Herbert and by Brian Herbert, his son, and, and and so on and so forth. So, just going back to the first book. It's been a part of my life ever since, and I reread the book uh, as the David Lynch version came out. Um, I was in high school, uh, moving into college. I guess this was right on the cusp of high school into college, and uh, I remember taking my girlfriend at the time, and they gave out little glossaries in the theater. Literally, a little you got a little pamphlet, a little multi-page book that were... Words that they were going to use in the movie. Have you ever been to a movie where they handed out a glossary that you'd have to look things up while watching it? That was, uh, I guess, Universal's attempt at trying to soften the blow of how David Lynch was not, you know, Elephant Man is his most mainstream movie, and that was a mainstream classic. I mean, it's a classic, but you know what I mean. It's not something for everyone. And Dune, the original movie, is not something for everyone. And I I did see the Jodorowsky um, documentary, famous cult director tried to get this off the ground in the 70s and it couldn't be done a lot of people told david lynch it couldn't be done but he was young and he was getting a big budget and he was you know trying to i think he put his own stamp on it i don't hate the dune movie that's out there um it's not i've always called it kind of a cliff notes version of the story because it is it, it's very trunicated shortened um And then I like what the Sci-Fi Channel tried to do with the two miniseries they did, Dune and Children of Dune. I thought they did a good job, but they were constrained by budget limitations and talent limitations. They had some big actors, but the team behind it and stuff wasn't, you know, wasn't Emmy Award winning. Well, a few of them won Emmys. But anyway, I thought those were closer to the books than the movie had tried to be. But still, we haven't gotten the quintessential definitive version. And when I heard that Denis Villeneuve was going to be working on Dune, my jaw hit the floor, and I said if any human being can make it, he can. He is probably my favorite living director. Um, I haven't loved every single movie he's made, but every single movie he's made has affected me when it was over. And a couple of them are some of my favorite movies ever made. Every time I watch Arrival, it moves higher up that list. I think Arrival is a perfect film it just it's thought-provoking it's intelligent it's well acted it's a drama and anybody from kids to grandma can watch it and get something out of it but obviously with its glacier slow pace and very deliberate pacing um to be kind uh it's not for everyone and it does deal with some some pretty heavy topics other movies like everything from prisoners to enemy they're just powerful films sicario he he's a great director and like i said uh if you're an artist who makes art that affects me, good or bad, that's a good thing. That's, it, it, we are so, these days, numb to things that affect us. We're, that's why some of the news media likes to whip us into a frenzy on certain topics, because they can. Um, we're looking for those kind of outlets, and we just don't— I still get excited about movie trailers and songs for new albums and things like that. I just—I'm a kid at heart. So I have a long history with Dune, a long love relationship. There's not much I hate about it. I did find that when I was in college trying to read the rest of the books, I got through God, Emperor of Dune and had to put them down for quite a few years. It just got so dense and so thick that I was missing it. And I had other things going on in my life. I had started my radio career. Um, I go in spurts of reading and not reading. I got a Kindle a few years ago, about a decade ago, and read a lot of books that way. Um, But lately I've been doing some books on tape. I joined Audible for a while and got some great books. And and it was Dune, the audiobook, that brought me back. I wanted to reread Dune before Denis Villeneuve finished his new movie, uh, which they're breaking into two parts if you hadn't heard. One of my friends said today was the first day he realized that. They announced it from the get-go, and I'm a little disturbed that they did that too. I would have liked it if they had filmed both at the same time. Uh, There's rumors that they did film stuff for the second movie, but nobody has actually confirmed that. They're focusing everything thing on this movie and not talking about a second movie or sequels or whatever so but when i first heard about it it, this is the guy who directed blade runner 2049 now say what you will may not be your favorite movie but blade runner 2049 is arguably better than blade runner he took all of the themes the ideas the characters and everything and made it better um i've watched it several times now it floored me the first time i saw it and every time i watch it, it is now just wow it's a little long, but again, the storytelling is there, the acting is there, and if that's what he did with Blade Runner, which was, you know, basically a Philip K. Dick novel that was radically changed to make into a movie and then a movie sequel, they didn't have a whole lot to do with the original book. If he could do that, plus movies like Sicario and Arrival and and you know Prisoners, he can definitely do Dune. And then I found out that he he was a fan since a kid. He was like 15 and read the book, and it changed his life. And it's always been in the back of his mind. When he started doing science fiction movies, people said, what would be your dream project? He's been quoted as saying, Doom would be great. And when Legendary got the rights to make the movie, he was the first and only call. (laughs) And he jumped on it. Uh, They got the budget. They got A-list acting. He's worked very hard on the script. He's definitely wanted to... He understands that a movie can't be a book. I mean, take... Arrival for instance it is completely different than the novel it came from but even the novelist said you probably couldn't have filmed my novel but what he did got the gist of the novel up on the screen and it's amazing and if you get an author to say that about somebody's script and somebody's movie they made out of their book that's huge and so he's going to take Dune the book and make it cinematic and make it epic and make it Oscar caliber and look at the cast if you haven't seen Timothy Chalamet in anything yet, just Google him and watch any of those movies. Uh, especially that, that that King Knight uh, movie he made recently. It's on Netflix. The kid can act. And he does have what Villeneuve talks about having a, an older, smarter look behind his eyes, but comes across as very young when he's on camera. He nails it. Zendaya is playing Chani, I think. She's she's done great in the Spider-Man movies and the other things. I'm not, I haven't really listened to her music or anything else, but um, she's turned out to be a great actress. Rebecca Ferguson is one of my current favorite actresses. I thought her being the bad guy in the last Stephen King adaptation was tremendous. I thought she did much more with that role than was written on the page and just... Uh, Anyway, getting off topic. Oscar Isaac, another one of my current favorites. Jason Momoa, great. He's fun in everything he's in. Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin. And these are just the main actors. When you get into Charlotte Rampling and things like that, this is a cast to die for. And they wouldn't have all signed on on this just for, you know, shits and giggles, so to speak. It's obviously... It's a a passion project for everybody involved. There's been a lot of rumors. I stay away from rumors these days because a lot of them turn out to not be true. And I don't need to obsess over every Marvel rumor, Star Wars rumor, Dune rumor, Metallica rumor, rumor. I just, I'm sick of rumors. Give me the facts or I'll wait until I can get them is, is what I'm looking for these days. And... When they first started showing pictures online, I resisted it, but I couldn't. And I looked at some of the pictures and went, oh, this looks good. And then somebody posted the teaser trailer that they saw in theaters with Tenet. And it was on Twitter. It may still be up there. And it was, it was great. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm excited now. So today the trailer dropped. Here I've been talking for 12 and a half minutes. And at noon today, Warner Brothers dropped the first official trailer. As I said, I am about halfway through, a little over halfway, the audiobook, which is a full cast recording with multiple actors and sound effects and stuff. It's really great. Um, So I'm revisiting the book, and it was about halfway through when I realized they could totally make two movies out of this. There is so much that they didn't cover in the David Lynch movies, and even a lot of stuff they didn't cover in the miniseries, that there is so much to do with this. So I, I watched the trailer and took a second, picked my jaw up off the floor, And then watch the trailer again. It's damn near perfect. I, I, you know, it hits the beats you wanted to see. You wanted to see his hand in the box, the Gom Jabbar at his neck. You wanted to see a sandworm. (laughs) Boy, you get to see a sandworm at the end, don't you? Honestly, I have felt from day one that Denis Villeneuve was going to do this right. Now I will not say now that this will be the biggest sci-fi epic of of the decade or anything like that because again, Dune is adult subject matter. It is not mass appeal like Star Wars um, or a Marvel movie. It's got some pretty heady themes and some pretty epic things happen. And sure, it's gonna it's gonna have those tentpole features from a summer or Christmas release. Obviously, it's gonna have those. But it, this is heavy stuff. You know, it, it's it's it's. It's hard sci-fi, as far as sci-fi goes. It's on the edge. It's on the mainstream edge of hard sci-fi. The book is considered probably the greatest or one of the greatest science fiction novels of all time. It's up there with Foundation and a few others for me. I don't know about you. Um, And as time goes on, it distances itself from other science fiction novels I read when I was young because the story is so quintessentially classic. It's a coming-of-age story. It's a political story. It's a it's a story of not blindly following leaders. Um, there's a lot in here, and it looks like Villeneuve is making it cinematic. And that's what I – I don't require a, 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 an A-to-A comparison of book-to-movie. I want a movie that does the book justice but also blows me away and show, and surprises me. And I, I got some of that from the trailer. It's like I like how they're doing the shields a lot better than what we did with our basic uh, 80s technology in the David Lynch movie, those boxy shields they did. were kind of cool for the time, but I could tell from the trailer that Shield miss is blue, and and if you get a hit, it's red. The shield turns. I I noticed that, especially when Duncan takes out the guy at the end of the fight scene. The fight scenes look brutal and fast. I like that. Um, The whole thing looks. Realistic, and that's hard to say about this epic sci-fi thing that takes place on multiple planets. But it looks gritty, real, down to earth, like you could touch it. I watched an interview today with Timothy Chalamet talking about the fact that he was in front of a green screen twice when filming all of the scenes for the. He's the star of the movie. Green screen twice. All the other times there was something solid to act with. He was on a set. He was in nature, whatever. And that's so much better for an actor and what you get out of them to have. It, it does take a very, very good actor to act with nothing. <laughs> a green screen and a tennis ball taped to a stick that they're holding at the eye length of the dragon or the epic monster or whatever. It's another thing to be able to build the sets and to have something real to bounce off of and to have that. And If you watch, um, on my personal page, I posted the trailer, and then below it, I posted um, this Q&A. It's about 20 minutes long, and it's definitely worth watching. It's heavily, heavily edited and, and not... I I, almost too edited uh, for my taste, but uh, they don't complete some thoughts and stuff, which I caught. So anyway, my reaction to the trailer is it's damn near perfect. This is exactly, well, it's not exactly what I pictured. It's exactly what I wanted. I wanted Epic. I want Dune done right. I want, you know, even if it doesn't make a billion dollars and beats an Avengers movie or whatever, I hope it is good. It's one thing you can say about Blade Runner 2049. It didn't set the world on fire, but it was good. And any of his other movies, not huge box office successes, but they're good movies. It's good filmmaking. It's good storytelling. It's good acting. It's, well, it's beyond good. I mean, Arrival got how many Academy Award nominations? You know, it's, if a science fiction movie about an alien invasion gets seven or eight Academy, or 11, however many it got, oh, Academy Award nominations, it's a good movie regardless. So, I, I got everything I needed from the trailer. I don't have to see another trailer. Uh, this movie's going to be showing in IMAX theaters, and I live on Key Largo now. Um, I will make a trip to the mainland to see this theater. I'm not going to stream it. I'm not going to download it. Uh, screw that. I'm going to go to the best theater possible and check out this movie, because it deserves to be seen. There is so much love and care and attention the the people that worked behind the scenes to make this happen... I just have to support it. I Thank you for giving us Dune worthy of our adoration. <laughs> That's Thank you, Denis Villeneuve and that entire A-list cast and everybody behind the scenes. I can't wait to see it in December. That's my reaction. Holy shit, it looks amazing. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Hashtag Rockfile. You can find all of my projects. The links are below. Please subscribe. Please share. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, may the Force be with you. And don't forget, fear is the mind killer.